Gab and Jam. Okay, uh, what are we talking about today? All right, so we can't believe it's been nearly three years since our last installment of music-related documentaries, but this is episode 274, and we are going to share some additional inspiring music-related documentaries with you. All right, all right. So how are we going to start this? What are we? How are we going to lead into... Well, why do we even bother watching these music documentaries? I always like to, I like to know people's why for. Yeah, I I, I understand more about the whole creative process, why people do certain things, you know, and so. And then even um, for some of these people, I didn't know these things about their lives. It gives me a richer appreciation for who they are as an artist. Yeah. That maybe I knew their music or what they produced, but. I had no idea what the backstory was, and it actually makes me appreciate them, and it also makes me appreciate that our journey is as unique as we are, as, you know. Yeah, I mean, but sometimes it's like, it's the uniqueness of the journeys, but then again, it's the similarities. It is. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it is, it, it's the, you know, it's the, that kind of um, uh Similar relationships that artists have with respect to how you may come up with songs. Yeah. You know, what drives you to do what you do. Yeah. Um, kind of even similar experiences that you may have even growing up. Yeah. That, I guess, you know, kind of um, creates the DNA of what makes an artist. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just nosy like that. I just, it's like opening the curtain behind something. And even a lot of times the documentaries had sad to say not in this instance are more exciting than actually the material that they create yeah depending on who the artist is you know like you know it might be like i've never been personally mm-hmm. a big bob dylan fan mm-hmm. and i know we've watched documentaries yeah on bob and it dylan, shed a lot of light and it yeah. was you know it, it did you know or same thing for me like with the band yeah, I was never yeah. like into the band, right. but watching the Last Waltz, which was like this documentary of concert. So I probably should add that to stuff. the bottom. Well, of no, no, I'm, we're not going to yeah. go into detail, but no, no, no. But I'm saying it's, it's one of those types of things where you know you, you kind of grab a, a, a different insight on yeah. artists, and maybe yeah. it even spurs you on to go and listen to. Yeah, that's that's true too. Some some yeah. of their songs, or yeah. you know, I mean, so and you might find yourself saying, oh, "I mean, I didn't know I was gonna like that song right. about the night they brought all Dixie down." I mean, right. or you didn't find out the backstory a lot. Of, a lot of times, right. we think we understand what what a song is about, right? Or, or even what artists sharing. are from. You know what I mean? It's yeah. sort of like here it is, the band this. Ultra Americana band, you yeah. know, meaning like United States Americana and it's a bunch of Canadians. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and, and, yeah. you know, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Right? But yeah. anyway, let's go ahead and kick off the, the ones that we're going to cover today. Okay. So, one that we watched uh, is 2022. 20, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cheryl is about Cheryl Crow. Yeah. And it deepened my appreciation. I like a lot of her catalog. So yeah, yeah. But it even just her journey. I knew about her time with um, Michael Jackson or no with Armstrong with Lance uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. And I, you know, I kind of knew a little bit about uh, that kerfluffle, uh, but I didn't understand kind of where it fit in her in her journey of her life, right? And how that kind of maybe inspired. I mean, she didn't talk a whole lot about that. But it gave me some perspective as to where she was before she got there and then how who she is now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I felt like, especially watching this documentary before, because I, I think I may have seen like a different documentary yeah, about yeah, her. Yeah. Um, that 
she's tended to be, you know, a little bit more apologetic, I guess, about her time with Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. You know, given, you know, all the stuff with quote-unquote Michael Jackson. And so, you know, and I think given the climate that we have today, that she kind of felt the need to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't know and and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Instead of just kind of saying, hey, you know, this was that experience and, you know, it gave me this, it gave me that. You know, I mean, I, I never would have thought at any point in time that she was in charge of Michael Jackson's whole life. Yeah. That she could control who he could be around. Oh, right. And all the rest yeah. of kind of stuff. She, she was a hired hand. I yeah. mean, that, that's what she was hired yeah. to do. She yeah. did a job. Yeah. You learn from jobs that you do. And then yeah. that's how things go. Yeah. You know, and, and there's no issue with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. so I, I, I thought that she was a little bit more apologetic about that. Yeah. But kind of seeing the behind the scenes process, you get more respect for her as a musician. Yeah. You know, um, you know, because she's somebody who, you know, uh, what she majored in music yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, that one time she was a school teacher. So this is a woman who's, you know, musically definitely has all the chops. Yes. You know, and so and then, but and, and what and what has always um, uh, floored me with her is that she knows how to utilize the chops, and then she knows how to just be plain. You know, I'm right. emoting because there yeah. was a time when I thought she couldn't sing. I for, I forgotten all about the fact that she was doing all the runs on the Michael Jackson stuff. Right, yeah. Because of one of those albums, she's just like, "Hey, I'm just." Well, I, I think singing. the first, I think the first record, yeah. you know, and then it was that one that was kind of controversial because I guess it was sort of like she fell in with this group of guys, as a songwriting, you know, group. the whole yeah. songwriting group, and that I think they felt like she took way too much credit. For the ideas songs and they, ideas yeah. and all the rest of this kind of stuff that they all kind of started together. right and all the rest of this thing and so it, it, you know for her second album she felt more of that thing that kind of have a to prove herself as an artist yeah and it's always interesting when you see that with women yeah. you know especially women who kind of came during a certain time period yeah that there is this thing that you know. Um, there's a perception that men tend to have that, oh, yeah, these women are the byproduct of the men who are behind them. Right. You know, like yeah. you know, every great female artist, there's an army of men who have made her <laughs> who she is. Mm-hmm. And so there's a need mm-hmm. right. to overcome yeah. this perception yeah. that's out there that, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because I think people feel the same way about Madonna. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you feel like, oh, yeah, but it's only because of this. It's only because of that. You know, and, and people really downgrade, you know, her as I was an about artist to say, and what she adds uh, to stuff. But what helps with that perception a lot of times is the decades of success. It, it does. Yeah. But I think a lot of times, too, people kind of, you know, sling, you know, um, arrows at her yeah. by... Basically saying she's the product of her great marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, she's just great at marketing. She's great at this. She's great Mm -hmm. at that. You know, but it's more than just that. It's you know, marketing is an aspect of it, but it's it's also the way she maneuvered through different things and the way she expressed herself is a huge part of that. And I'm saying that sometimes with female artists, less than male artists, Mm -hmm. you know, because you could say Michael Jackson, Prince, whoever it is. is a byproduct of their marketing. I mean, you know, so, I mean, because that's that's their look and all the rest of it. That's all part of their marketing. And you don't get that knock against those type of artists as much as you, you know, somebody like Madonna gets it. So, you know, or like a Sheryl Crow and things like that. So I, I think I can... Kind of acknowledge that that's definitely there, yeah. and we probably spent way too much time on the show. <laughs> All, right. All right, so that's number one. <laughs> right. 
All right, number two. This one was very important, I guess, for the time that we're living in, too, is the Sinead O'Connor Nothing Compares. It was 2022 documentary. Yeah. And it really shed light on the fact that she was well before her time yes. with this whole thing with the church and their abuse of Yes. Of women yeah. and children. Yeah. And so that it kind of killed her career way back when. Yeah. But that now, 30 years later, that became what we all know. Yeah. You know, that the the Pope knew and that, you know, there were all, there was so that many this whole cover up and all the rest of this kind of, of stuff. Yeah. Just to kind of run it down. So I, I know for us, we had, I, what was the name of her first album? I have to get the name of her first album. I know it had Mandika on it. It yeah. was um, Serpent and the Cobra or something, something like, like that. that yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. mm -hmm. we had like yeah. our first record. Yeah. I remember having that on yeah. cassette, right? Yeah. You know, so and we and the play it together, yeah. put your hands on me or whatever yeah. was one of them. So it, you know, really was a really cool record. Yeah. And then the second record is the one that had the cover of um, Princess, Nothing Compares to You. Mm -hmm. And so that's when she was on Saturday Night Live. She did the performance and she did this acapella performance where she ripped up the, yeah. the Pope. And that really kind of killed her career. Yeah. You know, it's like after that, she was just done. Yeah. You know, she was personal. And there were some water. people who stepped up to try to, yeah. you know, to try to defend what she did. But it, in general, oh, you know, yeah, it was it was, it just, was just it was a bridge too far. I yeah. mean, what she did was just horrible. How can you do something right. so despicable? Right. And I mean, this was like what early nineties when yeah. this happened, yeah. and so. When you start thinking about that time, it, it took us almost like a decade or two yeah. to catch up to where she was. It was, yeah. And then you I know. guess to hear in her documentary how she was, you know, abused her, her mother seemed like she was bipolar yeah. and how she was abused as a child. And then yeah. in Ireland, they had completely... I guess uh, Neanderthal ways of treating. Well, well it was almost it was kind of like different. a nationalism type of. You know, when you start thinking about a Christian nationalist type of government. Yeah, it, it that's kind of what she came up, up through. in. Yeah, and, she and I caught just, the the worst of it. Yeah, you know? it was. Yeah, yeah. So it gave me uh, an empathy for who she was and why she was so outspoken. Because at that time, I kept saying, "Well, you know, I guess in the back of my mind, as a, as a young adult." Why don't yeah. you just shut up, you know, and right. let, right. And, and let, you know, let this thing fall, you know, not give it more air, right. but she would, it wasn't, it wasn't just the Pope thing. It was, I don't know. She said a few things about yeah. America, about this, about that, about the other. And, and it, after a while, everybody was turning against her, except those few people who stood up for her. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, that was the type of climate we're in. I mean, you yeah. gotta think that when, uh, Madonna does the, you know, the, the, what, like, like a prayer a, video. Like prayer, yeah. And she has the black Jesus in it. Yeah, that, that was, was enough to, no, no, maybe, oh my goodness, right. what is she doing? Yeah. You know, how can she portray Jesus that As way? a black man. Right. right. So, yeah. I mean, these we were are a different time. A completely different time, yeah. you know. Um, so, a very Puritan culture. Yeah. And so, I didn't around, know that about Ireland you know? and that whole thing. So, right. that was, so that's a 2022 documentary. Yeah, it's called Nothing Compared, yeah. Sinead O'Connor. And it actually made, and I didn't realize she's been releasing albums all along, yeah. which sounds like another episode for another day where we talk about artists who have been releasing music all along. Oh, yeah. Well, that we that haven't stuff, yeah. heard. So, yeah. I kind of am ready to go down a rabbit hole and see what she's done since that, even though she hasn't had major support. Yeah. All right. Uh, the third uh, documentary we're going to talk about is Bitching, The Sound and Fury of Rick James. It's about Rick James, and it was released in 2021. 
And yeah, he was he was a pill. He was. A I mean, dance. well, it, Rich James was, but the thing you always have to remember, I, you know, I know for me coming up, uh, I I heard well, Rick James was bigger than Prince. Yes. So like circa nineteen seventy eight, when he came out with "Come Get It" and it had "You and I" on it, yeah, that was just it. Yeah. And then after that, he came out with "Busting Out," and yeah. so. Prince opened up for Rick James, right? You know, on 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 a tour. Right. So, um, so really, Rick James was kind of poised to be that guy, mm-hmm. you know. And then, like, we started this video out, you know, a long time ago uh, with <laughs> <laughs> with Super Freak, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I was playing Super Freak, and that was on uh, Street Songs, which was kind of like. Could have been Rick James' breakthrough album, mm-hmm. but he kind of just you, you start thinking about actually coming up at the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. He came up that time where MTV was not playing black people. Yeah. They yeah, were not. Yeah. And the blacker you were, they weren't going near you. Yeah. And to get even Michael Jackson played, you know, CBS Records had to threaten to take all their videos yeah, off. Right. Yes. And then once they decide to let the tokens in, right. the two tokens they let in was Prince of Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. And Rick James got froze out. And so... Because of that, the genius of Rick James, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fully appreciated. Yeah. This documentary, I mean, he's crazy. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, uh, but all our other stuff we're talking yeah. about, you know, yeah. Kind of yeah. So, so, yeah, that, that that's to be expected. Right, that's, that's the right. product. And, you know, and of course, you know, there's the other aspect. And I'm talking about Rick James as an artist. Mm-hmm. I am not talking about Rick James as a person. Right, yeah. And while you at it, check out the Charlie Murphy uh, true Hollywood stories <laughs> on the Dave Chappelle show on Rich James. So you gotta watch all that stuff together. together. Oh, wow. Take it all in okay. to appreciate Rich James. Yeah, but that was, it was insightful and yeah. it reminds you, again, it's, there's some some creative genius crazy that kind of, it all kind of gets baked together. Yeah. And then, like I said, timing, publicity, drugs, all of that plays a part in what you end up turning into. So check that out. The fourth documentary um, that we wanted to shed some light on is actually a YouTube video, and it is the Smashing Pumpkins Billy Corrigan interview on Rick Beato. Yeah, Rick Beato's been doing a lot of great interviews. So, yeah. you know, hey, I hate to, you know, steer you away from our channel, you know, but <laughs> Rick Beato's channel is, 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 is the bomb when yeah. it comes to that. I mean, yeah. he's done Billy Corrigan. Billy Corrigan always does great interviews. If yeah. you can pick up the interviews that he's done with Howard Stearns, uh, I think he did something maybe with Joe Rogan. Oh, wow. I mean, he's got some views that, you know, if you're on the left, you're on the right, you might be... Pissed off. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but but he lets it all hang out. Yeah, you and know? he's very and, thoughtful. And yeah, he I is. Guess I had heard Whether about, you disagree or agree with him. I was about him, to say, yes. I, had, I had heard about him being um, polarizing. And yeah. so, yes. you know, and so over the years, I hadn't really heard what the polarizing... I just, you know, heard snippets of it in the wind, but right. never actually heard him talk. But he's very thoughtful when it comes to right. the create creativity. Yes. Um, he talks about AI, which we we piggybacked on last episode. But right. yeah, um, so his thoughts, uh, you know, again, are are those intellectual um, just debates you know, right. ideas about things. And to me, that's that's always interesting when people yeah. just share that they have really thought about this and they have some ideas 
And right. it's not just fluff. It's not just, hey, check out my latest, whatever. You know, and and, so. and I always used to think, and, and I was probably always wrong about this, but when people used to talk about think tanks, yeah, I would always think, okay, it's a bunch of people with a lot of different ideas, mm-hmm. you know, bouncing ideas off each other. Whereas normally when I hear about them think tanks, they're usually like, you know, some conservative think tank or some right. liberal yeah. think tank. You know, whereas I think that it would be great if we could expand a think tank where we could all... Sometimes come together, yeah. banty ideas off each other, yeah. and sometimes actually walk away saying, you know what, we have to agree to disagree, disagree. on that yeah. particular issue yeah. and, and still be cool about yeah. it. You know what I mean? I, it's like, that's a radical thing now. Right. I didn't think that was the way it was supposed to be. Right, and that's the way you I know? feel about him because, I again, I, I've heard some of the things that he had you know, that people have said that he said, yeah. and I definitely disagree with those, but in this particular interview... I was really inspired. I w- it made me go hmm about some things. So, yeah. and I, it was really interesting and about creativity. Any discussion about thinking about how we create and how we can create better and 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 doing that. That's just I'm all about that. So yeah, and, and Beato definitely touches in on that. You know, because Beato is really you know deeply into the music theory. He yeah. understands the way the stuff is put together. So whether it's Billy Corrigan, I know he's also interviewed. Uh, you know. Tosin Abasi, and then he's also interviewed uh, Sting. Yeah, Sting. You know, so he's got a lot of interviews over there on this channel. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah. All right, so the next one, number five, that we're going to recommend is a documentary from 2022. A lot of these are 2022. Yeah. uh, Spectre, and it's about Phil Spectre. And I guess I never really knew the, the story. Again, another backstory where you realize that somebody had some some bipolar issues and yeah. how the fact that he had even lived that long and hadn't done something <laughs> as egregious as the woman that yeah. what he said committed suicide in his hallway uh, on the way out of his house um, on February 3rd, uh, yeah. way back when, 2003, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so just that whole backstory, his upbringing, his rise to fame, and then where he was yeah. for the I trial. Mean, it's a... Uh... You know, and I think this is on Showtime or something like that, but it, it's a series. Oh, it and, is. And, 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 and it, it probably didn't need to be a series because yeah. it, it's a bit long yeah. in spots. Yeah. You know, but it is kind of interesting to kind of to see, you know, how eccentric this mm-hmm. guy, yeah. you know, is, was, you know. And so yeah. it, it from that perspective, and, and he's, you know, was this great producer yes. with a great wall of sound through the 60s and things like that. And, and I just see, I guess, his de-evolution yeah. into what he kind of became. Or the fact that he even know. became what he became, given his upbringing. Yeah. A, a lot of times you're like, oh my God, like, if you could survive some of these things. Yeah. That, um, to even become who you became, it, it, it's amazing. They're just a the whole human spirit, I guess. Yeah. That's so, true. So, yeah. So, yeah, you want to check again, it out. And again, not necessarily no. saying, hey, agree with his personal no, life. And no. I mean, the guy's really, really had some issues. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. definitely a lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them. But so. it's interesting. All right. Um, the next ep- uh, the next documentary we're going to recommend is If These Walls Could Sing. And it is a documentary about Abbey Road Studios. Yeah, it was done by one of Paul McCartney's daughters. I forget her first name. Oh, okay. But yeah, she actually did this documentary. And so... And it's 2022. Yeah, needless to say, Paul McCartney's in it. You know, a lot of different people who have recorded 
um, at Abbey Road Studios mm-hmm. are kind of a part of it. I, I think Pink Floyd, and we're going to kind of touch on them too. I think they're in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of other people who um, all kind of did recordings at, um, uh, you know, Abbey Road. Oh, and for those who are triggered, quote unquote, Kanye West, because uh-huh. he did a recording there, and I think he's actually a part of this documentary too yeah. so just kind of yeah. letting you know <laughs> that you might see Kanye West yeah. you know I mean not surprised. spouting craziness right but, right. You know, right. but as an right. actual just creator right? yeah right so just yeah. kind of letting you know ahead of time yeah right so again yeah. but it's a very good documentary and yeah. very well put together yeah and then finally our last documentary recommendation for music related um, topics Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon this one was 2003, and I think it's available on YouTube. I'll put the the link in the yeah, description. It, yeah, yeah. I, I think I might have watched it on Amazon, but oh, okay. but yeah, again, I, I think it was actually came out on VH1 or something like that a long oh, time ago, right? Okay. You know what I mean? So, um, but anyway, that's really good about Dark Side of the Moon. So, speaking of people who had like mental issues, uh, the leader of Pink Floyd, like in the 60s when they first came together, was Sid Barrett. And um, Dark Side of the Moon, from what I understand, was like their first album that they put together without Sid being kind of their guiding light. Oh. Um, and so, you know, that put more of it on Roger, Roger Waters and they oh. deal more as far as, you know, coming up with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it was it was the band and kind of a transition mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. you know, to get to Dark Side of the Moon. So, and this was always a record for me growing up. Like when I first discovered Billboard, mm-hmm. the thing that I knew about Dark Side of the Moon is that it was on the charts forever. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. it was like, you know, like when I saw Billboard like early 80s, <laughs> this record that came out like 1970 was still on the charts. It's like Dark Side of the Moon. It was like, that was Dark Side of the Moon. I didn't know what it was, but I didn't know that's one song, Money. I, you know, once I heard it, I was like, oh, that's on Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, okay, I do know this song, you know. I, I, okay, I, I know something about this record. Yeah. But it's, again, it's one of those records to me that uh, when you start thinking about popular music and things that, you know, I don't care what genre you like, mm-hmm. that you just have to have heard it at right. least once. Yeah. This is one of those records. I mean, I, I feel like Stairway to Heaven the same way. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't, you, there are certain things you kind of have to know about. Right. Talk, um, songs in the key of life. Yeah. It, 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 you just can't say that you know American popular music if you don't know that. I was about to say, we, need, know, to, we need to do an episode on that. You right. Know, you know, an Elvis Presley song or something like right. that. I mean, yeah, you, 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 yeah. you gotta kind of, you know, somebody from the blues. It's kind of like a citizenship test, but right. a mu- music citizenship right. test for Americans. You know, it's like kind of blue by Miles Davis. Yeah. It, it, you yeah. gotta. You, you just, 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 these are just certain things yeah. that are kind of like, you know. Yeah. I mean, and and I, and I might even give you a pass on some of the Coltrane stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Love Supreme and some of that stuff. I mean, but you almost got it. You know? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, so that's kind of why, you know, we, we like to... It, it, it's a good thing, too, is sort of like all these artists, at least in my opinion that we have kind of looked at, I think are great artists. Mm-hmm. That don't necessarily mean that these are 
artists who sell a lot of records. Right. But I do think that these are great artists and it's good to see sometimes how great art comes together. Yes. Sometimes great art, I can't even appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So like, I will be the first to say, Bob Dylan makes great art. Mm -hmm. I don't always like it, mm -hmm. you know, but I do think it's great art. Yeah, You know, kind of because of who it touches and mm -hmm. there's certain aspects I can actually appreciate about it. Oh, the lyrics. Oh my Right. Goodness. It's yeah. sort of like going into a museum with some of this stuff, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. that's... Right. You know, I like that. It's kind of this... Yeah, so you appreciate it and it's right. not that you understand the whole entire piece of, of right. art or history, yeah. but now you at least have a respect or, or for the context for right. it. Right. Yeah, I understand that what, what makes up this fabric yeah. of popular music that people talk about. Yeah. You know, where this stuff kind of comes from. Yeah. You know, understanding this whole landscape. It's like, you know, this week we lost Jeff Beck. Yeah. You know, and kind of understanding, well, where does he fit yeah. in this milieu of yeah. popular music? And what does he mean? And you can hear right. people talk about it. Right. You know, but sometimes it's good to go back and kind of grab up, you know, a couple of his records. Yeah. And, you know, I know, like, for me, it was, you know, Wired and Blow by Blow. It was the, the fusion records that came out in the 70s uh -huh. that, you know, and I didn't know anything about those records as much as, you know, my ticket into Jeff Beck was Stanley Clark. Okay. Had a song called okay. "Hello Jeff," and I said, well, "Who the hell is Jeff?" <laughs> you know, and they said, "Oh, it's Jeff Beck. He's a guitar player." And then after a while, I started finding out more about Jeff Beck yeah. and what he did and all the rest of the stuff and Wired and, and actually, blowing his yeah. records. You know? Actually, there's a documentary somewhere that we've seen about him. Yeah. So right. it's not on the list, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you you find out about other musicians that way too. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I love it. All right, uh, what do you guys think? What documentary did we leave off that you think we should check out yeah make sure you leave it in the comments below and for the foreseeable future until we get something yeah else. but but just always check out whatever you know whether it's our soundcloud page yes. whether it's spotify yes. apple wherever you stream music at you can always check out sugar fit and other things that may be dropping you know because who knows what kind of ideas we might come up with and just drop Stuff. I love it. Okay, you know what I mean? Also, so that's I the way to say is. that this is really exciting because we have a video um, from a, a five years ago right. that has been picked up in Vietnam and it's going gangbusters. Yeah. It's called Tell Me What You Want. Tell Me What You Want. It's on higher up deeper end. Oh my Check goodness. that out. And it's, it's we're at, right. what, 49,000 views, but most of them have come. Uh, um, we were at 15,000 views a month ago and now all of a sudden it's just blowing up. So right, right. it's just, uh, hey, so check, check. So check I, it out. Be so part of the experience. Yes, so, you know, I you can also it. check them out on YouTube. Wherever you want to check them yes. out at, you can check us out. You yeah. know? If you dig the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken grease. Yeah.